Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. A couple of weeks ago, I left St. Basil's. It was about mid-afternoon to drive to Ann and I's new home in Broadview Heights. And there's several routes I could take to get to our home in Broadview Heights. I could go up 82 to to Broadview Road. I could take Oaks Road, or I could take the Valley Parkway. And off of these three routes, there's several side streets I could take, so there's about six different ways I could go home. When I arrived at my house and pulled into the driveway, I realized that I didn't remember a thing about the trip home. I don't remember any more than just turning right out of the parking lot onto Brexville Road, and the next thing I remember was arriving at my house. I don't know which route I took. I don't know what speed I was driving. I don't remember stopping for traffic lights. I don't remember changing lanes. I don't remember a thing about this trip. Now, I don't think this is a sign of aging. I think it's more a sign of the fact that I had something else on my mind and I was driving a very familiar route. And I think there's things that we do routinely out of habit that we repeat time and time again that we could certainly do without engaging our minds. And as I was thinking about this gospel, this very familiar gospel that we've heard, we get this gospel in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So we hear it once a year. And we hear this call of the disciples, and we have, I think, a tendency oftentimes to look at the story, and it's about these four fishermen, and it has nothing to do with us. It is familiar to us. So we can hear it and not hear it at the same time. And I think also in my 22 years of ministry, I've come to realize that as Catholics, everything we do within our liturgy, we repeat week after week after week. And we can certainly come to Mass without engaging our minds. In fact, I got two friends, long-term friends, uh, over 40 years, and they converted converted to the Catholic faith. And they told me the reason they were converting is because Catholic faith is predictable. They know what's expected of them. They know what to do when they attend a service. And that kind of sums up, oftentimes, where we are in our own spiritual journeys. And I've come to realize over the years that each of us in our own spiritual journey, we get to a place where we are comfortable and we stay there. We find a place where we're comfortable with who we are, who we are with our God. We're comfortable with ministries we may be doing. We're comfortable with our spiritual growth, whatever that may be. And we think that we have achieved a balance between life and faith and we stay there. And yet this gospel message that is very familiar passage, if you begin to understand the scriptures and why the scriptures were given to us, and by the way, today, January 26th, was declared in September of 2019 by, in an apostolic letter by Pope Francis to be Sunday of the Word. And the reason he declared it Sunday of the Word, he, he understands that we as Catholics don't read scripture, He understands that we as Catholics, there was a survey done a number of years ago that showed that Catholics had the least understanding of the Bible of any of the Christian faiths. And he understood that and he declared this as Sunday of the Word so that we would begin to get immersed in the the Scriptures. 
So we would begin to hunger, as Vatican II called us, to hunger for the Scriptures as much as we hunger for the Eucharist. So we begin to understand that what we do here each time we gather together, every moment, every song, every reading, every word out of the sacramentary, every prayer, is designed to reveal God to us. It's designed to bring us closer to God, to bring us into unity with God. And this is what Pope Francis desires for us to understand about the Scriptures. So when we hear the Scripture, we need to understand the Scripture is given to you and I, inspired by God, and it's God's revelation of Himself. So if you read the Scriptures, you will encounter God and you will understand God's heart. And when he identifies himself to Moses as a God who is kind and gracious and merciful, slow to anger, then he's abounding in, in faithfulness and love, and he forgives. That is the God we should encounter when we read the scriptures. But it's more than just encountering God. God is also revealing his plan in the scriptures for you and for me. He's revealing how he intended to restore what we lost with the sin of Adam, bring us into a relationship, an intimate relationship with him, so that we would share in his love and his mercy and understand that I, we are forgiven. So it's God's revealing himself and his plan for us. And the third part of scripture, it tells us how to respond to God. So if we listen to this as a familiar passage about four fishermen, it says nothing to us. But if we listen as a God's word speaking to you and to me, it has deep meaning for us. So let's look at this with spiritual eyes rather than our normal eyes and look at what is God saying to us in this scripture. Notice the first thing in the scripture is Jesus goes to the disciples. Jesus is constantly coming to you and to I, not just here on Sunday, but in every aspect of our lives. And when I say every aspect of our lives, they were fishing. They were doing their jobs. They, do, they were doing what they did every day. So Jesus comes to them in the ordinary aspect of their life. He encounters them where they live and where they work. He encountered them, but he sought them out. He came to them. And oftentimes we are seeking Christ, and Christ is knocking on our door. In fact, he tells us in the book of Revelations. He says he stands at our door and he knocks, and if we would open, he will come in and dine with us. He is constantly knocking to get our attention. And this is what the scripture is first telling us, that God comes to us in the ordinary aspect of our lives that he's constantly trying to get our attention. And the next thing we see in the, in the scriptures, and understand who these men were. And if you understand the Jews of their time, and even the Jews of today, one of my good friends years ago when I did a spiritual counseling class at Case Western was a rabbi. He was in the class also. And he, he and I would talk before every class and after class, we'd have coffee and we'd talk. And he told me that one of the things that, that you know, we fail to understand about God is that God is constantly coming to us. But he said, also, if you understand the scriptures, and he talked about this one and others, he said, every Jewish male learned the first five books of the, of the, the Old Testament, the Pentateuch. So every, these fishermen would have learned those first five books intimately. He said, only the brightest, my rabbi friend said, only the brightest grow and learn, and learn the law and the prophets. So we don't know if these fishermen were the brightest, but I would suspect that they were not. That's why they were fishermen. 
So, but they understood the promise of God, which is revealed in those first five books. They knew he was going to send the Messiah. They were expecting him, but they didn't realize that this was the one. But they had heard him talk. In fact, John's gospel has Andrew listening to John pointing out Jesus. And Father John talked about this last Sunday. When he pointed out, behold, the Lamb of God, Andrew was in that crowd. And Andrew followed Jesus. And he asked him you know, where he was going, and Jesus said, come. And he spent the afternoon with Jesus. And he runs back and tells his brother Peter, we have found the Lord. So Andrew had this encounter with Jesus even before this scene on the shore. So God is coming to us in the ordinary events of our lives. He is knocking on our door. He's coming to us when we live and work. But also look at what was happening with these fishermen. They fished all day. We know that from the other, other passages in, in Mark and Luke. They fished all day. They were tired. They were sweaty. They caught nothing. They were frustrated. Fishermen is a futile life. You know, you're depending on catching a fish for your livelihood. And some days you get fish, some days you don't. And I'm sure that they wanted nothing more than to go home, take a shower, eat a meal, and go to bed. And along comes Jesus and said, go put your nets out, go into the deep and cast, and you're going to do, see something amazing. Peter's first response was, no, Lord. We've done this. We've fished all night. His first response was to say no. And that was my response, and that is oftentimes our response. We have become comfortable with our faith. Comfortable with our faith, we sit in the same place every time we come to church on Sunday. Almost in the same identical seat. We sit in the same pew in the same section. We like repeatability. We like the familiar. We like the predictable. In fact, I tell the story of a friend of mine in, in Knoxville. He was on my Alpha team. And the nine o'clock mass, they changed the music to be contemporary music. And I could look for, at his face and I see he wasn't enjoying the engaging tunes of the contemporary mass. You could see this sour look on his face. And one day after mass, I sought him out and I said, Bob, you don't look happy here anymore. And he said, I hate this music. I hate this music. And I said, you hate this music? He said, yeah. I said, you know, this music is designed to help us engage and worship God. He said, I hate this music. I said, well, what are you going to do, Bob? You're going to go to the Mass before this, the Mass after this, because this is now the contemporary music Mass. He said, I'm not moving. This is my Mass. <laughs> and they're going to have to change the music. At some point in time, it's going to come back. And that's our approach, though. That's exactly what we do. We get comfortable with where we are. Peter and Andrew and James and John were comfortable with what they were doing. And Jesus said, cast out into the sea and go into the... We need to begin to understand God is calling us to do something new. And that's really the heart of this gospel. God's going to come to us in the ordinary events of our lives. He's asking you and me to go do something different, something to encounter God, to respond to God, to listen to God. And when we do that, he's going to bring us into this kingdom that he proclaimed that was here on earth. And we're going to feel the presence of God. We're going to hear God's voice speaking to us. We're going to see his power and his might. We're going to see miracles. We're going, to, we're going to see a transformed person. We're going to see transformed people. And we, like the disciples, will go out and give witness to the God we love. That's what this gospel says. And I bet you, 
And if you heard that, you never thought of any of this stuff. It's about Peter. It's about Andrew. It's about James. And it's about John. It has nothing to do with us. But the truth is, it has everything to do with us. It has everything to do with God speaking to your heart and to my heart and said, come follow me. The only question we have to answer is, do we dare follow him? Or do we, like Peter, say, Lord, we tried that. It didn't work for me. I'm going to stay with my fishing. We have a choice. But instinctively, I believe we understand there's more to our faith than what we are experiencing. There's more that God wants to do than we are experiencing. And the only way we're ever going to experience that is to cast out into the deep and go do something different to encounter the God who loves us and who is calling us. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us. <laughs>